Aloha, you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 152, where we, right here, we strongly recommend, but we only lightly review the best of the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, April 11th. And this particular podcast wants to give a few birthday wishes to some listeners that wrote in just telling me that it was their birthday today. So happy birthday to Lou Brickant, and also happy birthday to Hugh Janus. Also want to say happy birthday to Mike Roch. Wait a second. Anyway, I am your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore. I hope that you're doing well and everything is good in your life. And if not, that it's getting a little better every day. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you would hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Take a browse at our past podcasts in our gigantic feed. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube. All with one simple, easy-to-find name, because that's a big deal, at Sunspots Comics. You can find us on everything right there. So let's start out with some thank yous and a quick shout-out. First, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check them out at popuptea.com. They have a ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts. You're going to love it. Also, they let me do a little collection on popuptea.com slash collection slash Sunspots Comics. And you'll see some of the pop-up t-shirts that I personally recommend. They're, of course, comic book related. But most importantly, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS on popuptea.com and you will get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff, which some of their clearance stuff is only like 10 bucks, 10, 11 bucks. So it's a great deal. Go to popuptea.com, use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. They were nice enough just to give us a couple of little cents or two for every shirt that is sold using the Sunspots Comics promo code. So check them out. Thank you to our sponsor, popuptea.com. And also thank you to Nick Papa George. He's the guy that sings our Sunspots Comics theme song. Thank you, Nick. It's fantastic. I love it. Please check out his band called Solution. He's the lead singer and the guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net and facebook.com slash solutionreggae for links to their music, some upcoming show dates. If you love reggae and rock and ska and want them all mixed together in one beautiful delicious dish to just feel good when you're listening to some music you're going to love solution check out nick papa george's band if you like our theme song you're gonna love solution again check them out at solutionmusic.net thank you nick also thank you to my son justin jables latori for his work on our sunspots comic spinoff podcast called sunspot scene sunspot scene is is my son jables and some friends usually moises and a guy named Matt, but his buddy Matt was is going off to the Air Force. Good luck to you, Matt. Thank you for your service. Um, they call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight, or the Kung Pao 2 Delight now. I'm not sure. They, <laughs> they talk about movies, TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. So if you really like discussion of that, reviews of comic books and movies and TV shows and all that. Uh, sorry, they're not in comics, but the movies and TV shows. Check out Sunspot Scene. You'll dig it. They even play a little funny game at the very end, so wait till the very, very end. Episode 16 is available now with guest host Jonah. 
And it's the newest episode where they review the movie Ready Player One. It's fantastic. It's uber nerdy. It's a great discussion. I love it. Please check it out and subscribe to their podcast. Actually, if you already subscribe to our podcast, you'll automatically get it. But it's also available on all other podcatchers. It's called Sunspot Scene. And they also have an Instagram. Check it out, at Sunspots Scene. And a shout out. I just wanted to say hello. I visited a comic book shop on Saturday for Aftershock Comics, which is my job. And I wanted to say hello and give this particular shop a thank you and a shout out and just kind of recommend their comic book shop if you're ever in the area. I wanted to say hello to Dustin and owner Mikey at Sphinx Comics in Riverside. If you're ever in the Riverside area, it's one of the few. There's not a lot of shops in Riverside. But this is a great one. They have a ton of back issues, a super respectable selection of hard-to-find action figures, which I'm a big fan of. Plus, they actually discount a lot of stuff. You'll see a lot of 25% off, 35% off, 45% off. I love that they just have kind of stickers and colored little stickies everywhere. Um, Also, they're just true advocates of independent comic books, and especially to Aftershock Comics. So I wanted to thank you personally, Dustin and Mikey. Uh, We really appreciate your support of Aftershock Comics, so we want to say thank you. So if you're in the Riverside area in California, check out Sphinx Comics in Riverside. And also, just as a side note, please support your local comic book shops. I know people listen to the podcast all over the place, but go into those stores, stop by, say hello, and don't be intimidated. Comic book shops uh, in the past were different. Now they've changed. They have to be more competitive. They have to be more friendly. They have to be more in touch. They have to be just, um, you know, friendlier in their approach when back in those, some of these uh, olden days of times, yes, they were, they would look at you funny if you walked in in a shop and and they could sometimes be intimidating, but not anymore. It's not really like that. Trust me. I'm a big advocate of local comic book shops, so support them. Find them. Go to Comic Book Shop Locator online and put your zip code in and you'll find some shops. But if you're in Riverside, California, go to Sphinx Comics in Riverside. Say hello to Dustin and Mikey. Tell them that Chris, me from Aftershock Comics and the Sunspots Comics podcast, told them about you and say hello. So now let's get into the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 152. Starting out with some stuff that's a floating around in my oddball nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged so deeply in my nerd lobes this week is Lost in Space. Space, space, space. On Netflix, all 10 episodes became available to binge on Friday. And I have watched the first two episodes and I am loving it so far. Highest recommendation five of five sunspots. Uh, Danger Will Robinson. It's um, really focused about a dysfunctional family of space colonists. They crash land on this very extreme multi-climated planet uh, in some other galaxy, maybe through a wormhole. They haven't quite explained it yet. But this series, Lost in Space on Netflix, has a polished movie look and feel, and more importantly, soundtrack. Uh, Over the last few years, I, I really find that scores, soundtracks have just become more important to me. The orchestration in a movie really has to have a like an orchestra feel, <laughs> honestly. But Lost in Space has that in spades. They spent a ton of dough on practical science fiction effects. They dished out, I mean, all the cash for some very finished and very believable CG, which is says a lot when it comes to television. I know there's not a ton of money there, but Netflix spent the money. I hope there's not a drop-off so far. I don't notice that there is, being on episode two, that I finished episode two and just started episode three. I think they honestly saved maybe a little bit of money, a little bit of money um, mostly with some of the unrecognizable cast. That's not in a bad way. Um, but really, all of the acting has been phenomenal. They're top-notch. There's this one scene 
where the middle daughter is trapped in ice and her oxygen is running out and she had to really play this this just frightened and scared out of her mind and trapped uh, look and she absolutely pulled it off uh, so man check this out as soon as possible it's family science fiction fun it's a twist on the very the the old TV show from the 60s um, but they do their own thing of course it's a modern modernization so many homages to the old 60s TV show though because uh, I looked them up but I didn't even watch the old 60s TV show I didn't but I love this and it's uh, just fantastic lost in space like I said I'm only a few episodes in but I give it the highest of recommendations check out on Netflix binge it like crazy lost in space I give you my my definite absolute shining recommendation to check it out it is just so wonderfully done wonderfully placed paced uh and uh keeps your attention there's so much tv out there has to really stand out this stands out check out lost in space on netflix and the last thing that's uh, bouncing around inside of my frontal lobes is that i'm actually creating my very own comic book called zombie destroyers and zombie destroyers is a, just a passion project i've been kind of writing it and messing around with it since i was a little kid and I finally just decided to make a comic book my own way. I'm doing the writing and the coloring and the lettering. My friend Jordan Hudson is doing his gorgeous, gorgeous art. I just wanted to give his Instagram a shout out. If you want to see uh, Jordan's art, check him out at Skablad. Skablad. S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D on Instagram and everything. Well, just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. We're actually, um, Jordan's working on the last couple of pages and this little bonus page that I've designed. I love bonus pages in the back of comic books, so I'm definitely going forward with that. They look amazing. We are almost wrapping up on issue number one. That, these are the last couple pages of issue number one, so we can start. I can start the marketing campaign of it and getting it out there to try to sell. So please, if you would like to see what it looks like, just a little sample, six pages actually, of uh, my Zombie Destroyers comic book, just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. That's right. Just go to my website. You can see the cover page, the first four pages, and even this picture of... Jordan's dad cosplaying at Rose City Comic Con as a character from Zombie Destroyers that I created named Bruce. But it's gorgeous. Check it out. Just take a peek at my comic book. I hope you like it. It's called Zombie Destroyers and it's on sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers. Next up is a quick mention of a segment that I love that we've done uh, from time to time here in the podcast called Spotlighting. And Spotlighting is basically where I sit down with people in the comic book business or trying to break into the comic book business like myself. And I wanted to just point out a interview that, that happened a few Fridays ago that I'm super proud of. It's on the feed. You can check it out. It's with Troy Nixie. Check it out. He is a comic book artist and movie director. He did this wonderful comic book that I really enjoy called Vinegar Teeth. And he also directed a film that was written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And he actually directed it. And I'm not a big fan of horror, but I really enjoyed this because it's kind of more monster mayhem fun. Set with some very stylized look and feel by Mr. Troy Nixie, who was generous enough to be on the podcast and let me interview and have a nice little talk with him. So I just wanted to mention spotlighting. There are more interviews coming but it's, it's Troy Nixie, who I interview as a comic book artist and movie director. And if you yourself would like to be a guest on the podcast and you're in comics or trying to break in, just hit me up, send me a message. I'm very approachable, very reachable, and I reply quickly. Send me an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com or, of course, message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. So I definitely want to do my part to support creators of comic books. So I'm still struggling every day to try to be one myself. So if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, just hit me up. Again, Chris at sunspotscomics.com or at sunspotscomics. So I'd love to talk to you. 
go check out the podcast feed. There's a ton of interviews with wonderful people like uh, Zach Kaplan comes to mind, who is the creator of Eclipse and Port of Earth on For Image. Tons of people in there. Again, thank you to you all for coming on to the Sunspots Comics podcast and letting me interview you. But check out Spotlighting. So now, on to the centerpiece. That's right, the main course, the entree, the most delicious nugget of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I share with you my favorite of the brand new comic books that I recommend that you read that just came out new comic book day, Wednesday, April 11th. And of course, semi, very super duper light, spoiler-ish alert. But really, don't worry, it's it's no biggie. I leave the last couple of pages alone. I don't even discuss every single interesting point of a comic book, just some of them. I would never kind of spoil them. I really just want to inspire you to go and get these comics and read them because they're fantastic. They're not good, they're not okay. To me, in my opinion, they're of the great level, worth your time and worth your money. Also, to see everything encapsulated that is all Sunspots Comics, to see what's happening with us, just go over to my website, sunspotscomics.com. Like I have my pull list, which I updated today of 112 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. Go check out the list. I definitely recommend all of them. I only talk about the greats on my podcast. So yes, if you're seeing this list and going, wait, he didn't discuss this, wait, he didn't discuss that, it's because a lot of the things on my pull list are good or okay. I don't really talk about those. I only discuss and recommend the greatest of those comics that I'm reading. But I update it every single week. I simplify it. I compact it. I'm proud of it. Check out sunspotscomics.com every so often to see what's, what's all going on in the world of Sunspots Comics. Also, the artist winner. So every single week I pick, in my opinion, of course, artist subjective, who I believe to be the best comic book artist and the best comic book cover artist of the week. And this week, it was one and the same individual, Chris Samney, for Captain America issue number 700, legacy issue, big landmark issue 700. It's a top pick of the week, that's all I'm going to say, so we'll be discussing it further. But let me just discuss the art quickly on Captain America issue number 700. Art by Chris Samney. Please follow him on all the social media at Chris Samney. It's C-H-R-I-S-S-A-M-N-E-E. Uh, his art is glorious and it'll make your eyes happy. Your eyeballs will smile, which would be really creepy. So try not to put that in your head. <laughs> Don't envision that. But anyway, uh, it's from Marvel Comics. Uh, the comic's actually written by Mark Wade. Uh, Chris Samney is actually credited as a creator, so I'm sure he had uh, some to do with the visual aesthetics of the comic, which are wonderful. But let's talk about the cover first. It's glorious in this sort of reddish-amber sunset with this apocalyptic America behind him, and Captain America standing on the head of Abraham Lincoln from the Lincoln Memorial. Frightening! Uh, but then he also has... Uh, Hulk and Thing and this new sort of group of the of these sort of mutants, but they're we're not sure if they're inhumans or they're actually mutants. Doesn't really matter. They're a group of ragtag people that are the rebellion in this. That now uh, in issue six ninety nine, by the way, Captain America has defeated the main character, the main villain here. So uh, this is in this cover. He's sort of appointed now as the king or leader, and there he is poised on top of the head of the statue of the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. But it's glorious, it's iconic. They're all sort of, all these characters are staring at us. And like I said, it has this gorgeous orangey, red, ambery sunset in the background. But it's Captain America poised and proud and in position to sort of make America great. And it looks lovely. It's just, like I said, it's iconic. It's Americana. It's a wonderful, fantastic cover. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Such symmetry as well, just the way it's all framed and like they're setting up an actual portrait uh, for them. 
So it just has this iconic look of heroes that are determined uh, to save the world. It's cool, except for things a little casual. It kind of has his arm uh, crooked to kind of leaning on the Hulk, and Hulk's just face of determination. Big monster. But anyway, um, it's a glorious, glorious cover. Chris Samney, gorgeous stuff. Captain America 700. And then his interior art for Captain America 700. Man, he starts out in this very kind of shadowy, noir way that things are very silhouetted. And then switches it up. So he has this kind of multitude of styles that he sprinkles in here. It goes from being in the dark and silhouetted to boom in the action. Everything is sort of hyper-focused. Nothing blurred out. So it's just like you have to kind of keep looking over this action panel when it's just Captain America in fight mode. You know, from kicking and throwing his shield. And it's just wonderful, wonderful action sequence of this destroyed apocalyptic Earth that uh, he has to find a way to better it, and uh, the odds are all stacked. It's just an armada that's coming after him. At one point, there's this lovely, lovely drawing that Chris Samney did of Captain America, the smoke sort of rising above him, and just blood smattered on his face and on the shield, and just this look of absolute determination on the eyes of Steve. Uh, of, of It's just, his determin- it's just crazy how uh, Steve Rogers is just... The eyes are just piercing and just just going right into your very soul. But it's absolutely lovely. Um, I definitely recommend the interior art. I mean, here there's this page that, uh, like I said, he's... Um, gosh, and it's this, this sort of spoilery, so I don't want to totally tell you everything. But there's a two-page splash in here that's just glorious of something very epic that happens to a city. It's all going to... That's all I'm going to say. But it is uh, frightening. And the reaction from Captain America is wonderful. It's... He is just in awe at this and desperate to make the world better. And yet he just looks like he you know, may not be able to do it. So he has to go through a range of emotions. Chris Samney does, but he has a very nostalgic feel. There's even this sort of explosion that's done here without spoiling, where he has this wonderful blurring sort of fade to white effect in a splash page. It's wonderful. You have to see it. You can go through this comic without ever reading a single word and understand the story that's happening, which is hard to do and not done enough in comics. I believe that's something that truly makes an excellent comic. If if the story alone can tell the story, and it does here. Chris Samney, wonderful, wonderful storytelling uh, using comic book art. Uh, I highly recommend it. Please check out our artist winner and cover art winner this week of Chris Samney for Captain America 700. Just, just beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And the breakdown. So this week, I actually read 13 comics, and six of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's awesome. It's an amazing week of comics. Everything was super, super good to great. So I really had to read these more than once, go through each and every single page, looking for nuggets of excellence. I found a lot of them. So it's a great week. So six made it to the countdown. And two new number ones came out, but only one of them made it to the top pick list, which I'll announce, I'll write just in a couple seconds, announce... Which number one that was that made it into the countdown. But here we go now. Let's get into the top comic book recommendation list. This is the great ones, folks. The ones that really beat them all of all 13 comics that I read this week. These all came out Wednesday, just this last new comic book day, April 11th. I strongly recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today and read them. They will make you happy. They'll fill your life with joy. But let's get into it. There are six in the countdown. So starting in at number six. Here we go. It is Versus, issue number three from Image Comics. 
This is, man, the artist phenomenal on this. It's script by Ivan Brandon and glorious, wonderful, fantastic, hyper-detailed art. Definitely a runner-up winner for Artist Winner of the Week, Esad Ribic. His work on Thor has been absolutely a game-changer, mind-bending, uh, very sort of... Um, Ode to uh, Conan the Barbarian, and he has kind of a style like uh, Oliver Olivetti. Check him out, Ariel Olivetti. Sorry, but it's it's very sort of um, just this ode to classic Conan is the best way to kind of describe Isad Ribic's sort of style. But uh, man, this is uh, reminds me of sort of Fifth Element mixed with Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, <laughs> in a way, it's. Also, it's kind of Gladiator as well. Those are the three. Fifth Element with Buckaroo Banzai and Gladiator all kind of mixed in together. Uh, the Quick Gist. It's this very futuristic, uh, way in the future world where uh, these humanoids, humanoid maybe aliens, uh, are basically these, these science fiction gladiator heavyweights that have their sort of PR campaigns that are kind of fighting against them to really get the, the highest ratings possible. That, that's the gist of it, but it is it is done in the most amazing artistic fashion, very stylized look. There are moments where you have to kind of look over each and every pa like panel very carefully because it can be uh, just sort of colors and things blended together and the lines sometimes uh, fade from dark to sort of light, but it is wonderful. He loves to play kind of in the background where things are just a smidge hazy to kind of give you the look of distance. I love that. Absolutely wonderful. Gives it a very realistic feel. But it's centered around this one main character that is kind of the underdog. He is down on his luck. His uh, He's had some injuries, but he's trying to stay on top to, in this gladiator, super, super science fiction, very um, gadgety gladiator arena where he's kind of aging out. Uh, the young uh, woman that's his... Uh, his arch rival is on the rise. Her PR company is doing some conniving things to keep her sort of in the limelight because apparently if you don't have ratings, you will die. Like it's the only way to sort of earn currency and food. But it's also like the top, these two PR companies are the sort of the top main corporations that are sort of running this strange scientist science fiction landscape. But it's just, it's so interesting looking. It's kind of bizarre at moments. There's a great sequence in the opening here of really showing these uh, kind of bonsai-headed humanoids. So they're humans, but they have like bonsai trees growing out of their heads. And they're most definitely the hierarchy. They are most definitely the leaders of this PR group that is trying to promote the younger of the two gladiators that they're building to this kind of head-to-head -head match. That's what I really enjoy about it. It's only on issue number three. It looks like it's going to be a six-issue miniseries. But our main character has like a kind of Dr. Octopus te tentacles that come out of him and this cool kind of orange visor that he looks through. But he is most definitely struggling, struggling down on his luck and it's really kind of focusing around him making one last, last uh, rush to redemption to you know make a living for himself and, and work on his legendary status and his legacy as he fights in this insane uh, gladiator arena way in the future. So that's Versus. Check it out. It's most definitely uh, has a very interesting end here, which I was kind of surprised, didn't kind of see coming, uh, but it, it did surprise me. 
But it's leading up to this main sci-fi gladiator showdown in this fifth element kind of world. You'll enjoy living in it. It's a ton of fun. So colorful, too. Isad Ribic style is very hyper-detailed, but multicolored and all. It's just a rainbow of colors here that are just glorious and wonderful. Such amazing detail for Isad Ribic. So lovely, lovely stuff. And coming in at number five is Cold War issue number three. This is from Aftershock Comics. And this is written by Christopher Sabella and art by Hayden Sherman. Man, if this is one that through Aftershock Comics just keeps getting a little bit better every single time. This finally, although it's episode number three, issue number three, met that greatness level for me. And even the cover, it's glorious. It has this sort of army helmet that's covered in blood with this just yellow background. And this crazy hand with all of these sort of servos and diodes and wires and attachments to it that's reaching or that's holding the helmet sort of in midair as blood's dripping off of it. It's just striking. The yellow upon black and red really pops. Lovely, lovely cover to Cold War issue number three. But quick gist, so you have an idea what's happening. <clears throat> the... Basically, this is way in the future, and they've frozen people in carbonite, <laughs> or you know, some kind of hyperbaric chamber, if you will, cryonics, and they've, they're awakening people to have them fight this war. So, there were people that agreed to being killed, or people that uh, went into this pod, uh, into these pods to be frozen, because maybe they were ill, all sort of, sort of different reasons, but they're being awakened by a very Matrix-like uh, spider machinery, if you will, and sent right into this war. Now we don't know what the war is. We don't. There's a lot of enemies that are mostly robotic that are showing up. Uh, it's it's just a sort of a very kind of interesting science fiction mystery, and it has this art style that's like basically nothing you're looking at right now. It's it's by Hayden Sherman. He's credited as co-creator and artist, but he lives in this very strange kind of unique style with very sort of high color focused. There's even times where like the flashbacks are sort of all green. I love that, and it sort of gives this odd tone because the main characters are like yellow and orange. Everyone is like yellow and orange with this stark green and yellow background. So it's just, it's really just an exploration in, in wonderful coloring in comics. But also his lines are very strange. His head looks sort of weird. It has this kind of abstract art kind of feel to it in a lot of the panels. You do have to kind of look over them a lot to really understand what's going on. Sometimes, sometimes it's very clear. And other times you're going, yeah, what am I looking at? And then you go, oh, that's what I'm looking at. That's a gun and a helmet and it's pointing right there at the crowd. But there is uh, two main characters that are sort of the heart of this. There is the grandmother figure that is the badass leader. She's just a badass grandma, kicking ass, taking names. <laughs> That's unique. You don't really see that uh, very often, although uh, Mr. Miracle comes to mind, granny in that one. But man, uh, in this, she's sort of going against another guy named Johnny that wants to be the leader as well. And so they show this very in-depth flashback of how Johnny is a psychopath, ultimately. He is a murderous killer that uh, found the light and found a way to sort of redeem himself and live a normal family life and then kind of died of a heart attack <laughs> on his front lawn. And so his wife uh, did the cryonics to him and now he's awakened. And so he's kind of finding this, he's, he's kind of in conflict. Do I want to become this murderous assassin that he was before? Or do I want to be a, uh, you know, a family man and find peace and love and not have anything to do with this? But then Granny comes, kind of slaps him in the face. They get into a big fight and it just kind of turns, it makes a horrible turn for the worse. In this amazing fight scene between between Granny and, and Johnny. Um, <laughs> so it's fantastic. 
Um, I highly recommend it. Again, very stylized, very interesting look. Uh, what's going to happen here? Who's going to win between Granny and Johnny? And when people die, they show this Matrix-like monster, you know, floating sort of alien that picks them up. We don't really know. Are they just being toyed with? Uh, are they, Are they just sort of constantly resurrected here well there's finally someone that finds a way to kind of get to where the farm of humans are so it's giving us a little peek into that but it's ends in a really interesting way it's been getting better and better and better cold war issue number three check it out from aftershock comics i highly recommend it and coming in at number four is eternal empire issue number eight and this is from jonathan luna and sarah vaughn Jonathan Luna's done some fantastic art over the years. He does have a very clean, very blocky, very kind of anime-style art. Uh, very simple. Not a lot of insane gestures on the face. It's very simple and very clean sort of art style. And it's sort of sometimes a nice break, if you will, like reading something very complicated and then going to Jonathan Luna's art style. It's just very simple, very clean, very easy to understand every single panel with tons of space. A lot of things are drawn very small. That is Jonathan Luna. That is Eternal Empire. Quick gist. It's ultimately this far off kind of Lord of the Ringsy, Game of Thrones sort of fantasy world with dragons. And there's this uh, two couples from sort of different ethnic backgrounds, different parts of their planet that when they come close to each other, they have this sort of fire sword power. Not lightsaber, but like the ability to sort of control fire, shoot it at people, use it as swords, etc. And they find out they're sort of part of this, this prophecy to defeat the evil empress that is this sort of dragon queen. Well, this is finally, and it's crazy that uh, Eternal Empire is only on issue number 8. It does feel like this is coming to an end. It feels like it's a 12-issue min- miniseries, maybe 10. That the three of them are finally coming together. So there was this long, epic road trip between the uh, man and the woman that had found each other from the different different sort of clans or backgrounds. Or they're sort of kind of in ways different uh, species almost, if you will. But uh, they're... Because uh, they have like tails and, and other things that give them this little sort of... They could be different species. Anyway, they're definitely both humanoid. But they've found each other, their powers are combined, they've been training with another individual, which you'll see in the last few issues, and now they've finally sort of accepted this as their destiny, and they're going forward to make their march upon the the evil horde, going towards, like, the Eye of Sauron, basically, um, crossing over their giant sort of wall of protection, to attempt to, to kill this evil empress that uh, is the Dragon Queen, and has powers as well, which I won't blow, because they're kind of cool. But this is the battle scene. This is where they first meet. This is, I don't feel like it's the one and only battle that's going to happen. I'll say that much. But it is the first time they fight. It goes down in an interesting way. But they've. Re- but Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughn have definitely created this interesting world. That is, they even have like legends that show maps. They even show the significance of the sun lining up. So there's some very little intricate details here that make it very interesting and fun to live in the world of Eternal Empire. So I definitely recommend it. Check it out. It's from Image Comics. This is issue number eight of Eternal Empire. Phenomenal stuff. Like I said, fire-wielding sort of magicians, sorcerers, if you will, fighting the evil dragon empress. Great stuff. Eternal Empire. Check it out. But now, here we go. We are on to the top three, the best of the three comics that came out this week. So here we go. Coming in at number three is Resident Alien, an alien in New York. Uh, This is from Dark Horse Comics. This is issue one of four. This is written by Peter Hogan and art by Steve Parkhouse. And man, this is the fifth 
uh, miniseries of the Resident Alien uh, by Dark Horse. And I have really been enjoying it all. It's been super good. This one has the feeling of being great and also maybe coming to an interesting sort of crossroad, I think, the best way to describe it. But these do sort of stand alone. He's, it's about a character that is an alien hiding out in a small city called Patience, Washington. Uh, he calls himself Harry Vanderspiegel. <laughs> but he has these sort of mind powers that makes humans only see him as a regular human. So he's there. He found a way to swindle himself into being the sort of new doctor in town as as he can change the likeness of his face. And he found a way to sort of c- convince the town that he's the new doctor. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a simple town, but uh, it's very also done in a way with, again, art by Steve Parkhouse in this Rockwellian style. It has like this, um, this just lovely, clean Americana, something out of the fifties, but it's not, it is set in modern day. But if you've, maybe if you've lived in the Midwest, you know what I'm talking about? If you kind of long for Midwestern style focused stories, you're going to love Resident Alien also has this kind of Hardy Boys style mystery feel to it. So that's in a gist because he is the doctor of this town that no one can see him as uh, an alien, just as a regular human. But he's also a very curious mind. He's an interesting character in that way, uh, Mr. Resident Alien, Mr. Harry Vanderspiegel. And so he tries to solve mysteries. That's just something he's very much into. So this, I think, is a monumental, very personal mystery that he wants to solve in that there's this artist this amazing kind of artist i love how they portray this artist in here that has gone missing and writes sort of this strange kind of hieroglyphics on the wall and they thought it was just his his art his style is his interesting way of sort of adding his signature signature to his art but it's not it's alien writing so now our main character is like wow maybe there's someone else here on earth besides me that's hiding out So he's on the hunt for that to figure it out and maybe find this artist and maybe have a conversation with someone from his planet or another planet. So very interesting. Also, one out of a million or so people can actually see that he is an alien like some little children. So there's three people in this town that know it's him. So they befriended them or two of them have. One is a little girl that is constantly drawing pictures of him as an alien and putting them in frames and giving to them to the doctor as gifts. And he has to find like unique ways to like hide the stuff or get rid of it or when no one's looking. But it has a very kind of cool, like I said, Hardy Boys mystery, kind of Scooby-Doo feel, if you will, because it's fun and a little wacky at times. There is a very interesting woman character here that may be kind of falling for our alien that's hiding out on our planet. And But she does, she is able to see that he's an alien and... She's this sort of kind of lost character, but also wants to help the Doctor and loves the uh, the, the solving mysteries as well. So kind of his uh, interesting sidekick. This woman, like I said, she kind of has a dark past, which went over in the miniseries number two of Resident Alien. But I highly recommend it. Check it out. It's really just kind of a, a surprise hit here. And like I said, if you like Rockwellian style, you like a mystery wrapped in the enigma and if you like like the hardy boys and you like scooby-doo and you like like i said this small town midtown sort of feel you're gonna love resident alien but check it out it's called resident alien issue number one an alien in new york they gotta go to new york to find potentially find this missing artist as part of this weird mystery that's been writing alien lettering and alien symbols and uh, anyway, very cool. Resident Alien. Check it out. I've been super enjoying it. This one, this series seems to start off great right off the bat, where a lot of them are are slow builds. Not this one. 
So Resident Alien, an alien in New York. Check it out from, from Dark Horse Comics. Now coming in at number two is from Valiant Comics. It's Bloodshot Salvation, issue number eight. And this is written by Jeff Lemire, who's a fantastic writer. I especially love right now Black Hammer and anything related to, like, Dr. Star, all the spinoffs of the Black Hammer series from Jeff Lemire. Phenomenal. This is art. Wonderful, wonderful art. Another runner-up for Art Winner of the Week, Renato Guedes, G-U-E-D-E-S. And uh, wonderful, wonderful, very super hyper-realistic, almost uh, photo reference at times, but not quite. Uh, there's definitely a... a a very much an attention to detail on all of the sort of shading and coloring and sort of attention to light and detail. So very realistic, very hyper focused, but almost like I said, a little smidge on the on the photo referency side, but not so also has kind of a dust and wind kind of feel. But man, uh, Renato Guedes, fantastic art. Lovely, lovely. But to give you a quick gist, Bloodshot is this sort of perfect living weapon. He's got nanites infused into his into his blood that are all sort of smart little mini robots. Ultimately, they can heal him. They can give him enhanced strength and speed, and they have messed up his memory ultimately. And that's where uh, the core of a lot of this story goes. But now he has a daughter, and his daughter is now in this sort of this. Uh, he had to go save her in this dead side, kind of the upside down world, if you will, <laughs> uh, mixed together with. Um, I don't know, the negative zone, etc. But there's a character named Ninjak who's very beloved in the Valiant universes there. Uh, he is with uh, Bloodshot's girlfriend. Her name is Magic. They're waiting outside the dead side uh, to to help because Blood's, Bloodshot has gone in into with his trusty, uh, his trusty companion, uh, four-legged companion, Bloodhound, who I love that. But uh, they've gone into the, the, the dead side uh, and... Bloodhound has to fight this, help Bloodshot fight this zombie demon horde. Fantastic opening sequence. That's all you need is a is a nanite-infused superhero, his trusty sidekick uh, dog that's kind of like a uh, like a white Siberian husky or a white shepherd, lovely with red eyes, and he can talk to it and it communicates really well because the nanites make the dog smart. The dog can't talk, but you can tell that he can understand what Blood, Bloodshot is saying and, and doing. But he's got a hold of Jesse, his daughter, in this weird dead side. And the daughter is aged, strangely. She was much younger before, but she seems in the dead side just aging. Which may just be a great way to sort of create a character and age them fast. Instead of having this character always a baby. It's like now she's walking and talking already. They're skipping a lot of the... What are they going to do with a baby in a comic? So <laughs> they've, they've aged Jesse, uh, Blood, Bloodshot's daughter. And she had an issue with the Nanites. She looks to be okay here, sort of, but she's still kind of suffering. And the focus of him, Bloodshot, going in the dead, dead side here is to find a way to cure her or to heal the nanites in her because it seems like the nanites in her body right now are kind of killing her. So all of this is going on uh, <laughs> while this global terrorist group, uh, written, uh, kind of helmed by this guy named Pete and his brother Danny, who, uh, they, uh, who his brother Pete... Is the leader? He's just horribly scarred in his face. He took his brother uh, and Danny and infused him with nanites. So he ultimately has the power of Bloodshot. They're building a very good bad guy here. I think is coming down to a real kind of interesting fight. He's never really fought anyone that's been nanite infused just like him. So Bloodshot is going to have a very challenging uh, villain duo coming up here soon. Because you've got a very smart leader of this terror terrorist group that wants to just destroy the world named Pete. 
who there was a great flashback issue, by the way, in issue number six of Bloodshot Salvation, really building those two characters. So it's not like you're just dropped in. You know who they are if you've read the last few issues of Pete and Danny. Yeah, they're frightening. It's a little bit of, um, you know, got to tend them rabbits, George. It's a, a little bit of that, <laughs> the two of them. Um, so have that sort of, yeah, the, the book is, uh, the, you know, which book I'm talking about. But, yeah, they have kind of a, Danny's a simpleton and Pete is an absolutely super hyper genius. But now Danny is infused with nanites and, but, yeah, you got to read this. It's uh, action-packed. There's a lot going on. I didn't, I only scratched the surface. There's so much more happening here uh, involving a demon and dead side. That's all I'll tell you. But, man, it's great stuff. Bloodshot Salvation. Almost top pick of the week. Strong contender for top pick of the week. Look at the glorious art, the action scenes. Anytime, like I said, Bloodshot, Bloodhound are fighting together, teaming up. It's wonderful. Oh, and Nick, they give you a little glimpse at uh, into the upcoming issue number nine of Bloodshot Salvation from Valiant is the Bloodhound origin. So the dog's origin. I hope that there's no talking in it. It's just this amazing sort of origin story of this nanite-infused Siberian Husky named Bloodhound. Can't wait to see it. Lovely, lovely stuff. I got excited about that when I saw the advertisement for Bloodshot Salvation number nine. Gotta tune in. I have a feeling it's gonna be a strong pick if they do it where it's just a dog, no talking, and they, you know, show the struggles that he's gone through to free himself and to born in a laboratory, etc. Sounds great. Great setup, but Bloodshot Salvation from Valiant Comics, check it out. Top pick, phenomenal, wonderful stuff. Bloodshot. And there's a movie coming, of course, with Vin Diesel in sometime in the future. But here we go now. The number one. The one you've all been waiting for. The Big Kahuna. This week's number one top comic book pick of the week is Captain America, issue number 700. Yes, it's our artist winner. It's our cover artist winner. It's a triple threat. It's all number ones this week. It's a super giant legacy edition. Captain America 700. This will get your nostalgic nerd heart pumping right here. Let me tell you, it will. It's full of action. It's full of glorious, wonderful art by Chris Samney. Again, written by Mark Wade. It's just full of this patriotic feeling and sense and heroic feel. It's it's all about Captain America's sacrifice for the greater good. It's it's even twisted in that in this now he has been given the sort of kingship to run America. And there's some time lapses here. They do some montaging. But uh, America's not in good shape from King Babington recently that just destroyed the planet. And man, they need something to reset. They need to take care of this alternate universe. Hint, hint, time travel, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, it's it's focused around the challenge that Captain America has in helping America rebuild. And there's still this Babington faction that is still sort of under previous orders with, with top-level commanders that are, don't know that Babington is is in custody but are still fighting there so captain america's with his ragtag group of rebellions and sort of mutated creatures and so on and his like trusty female sidekick who i think he's got a little thing for but they only just slightly tease into that just tickle you with a feather but anyway uh she has a cool gadget that i don't want to explain that is definitely a game changer here <laughs> and uh i may have said too much but um yeah, it's, it's the challenge of him trying to rebuild and be the number one, be the top lead, be the president, be the, the all-encompassing leader, the, em, the emperor, if you will, and the challenges that he has and that he is really super struggling with them. It's different for him to be a, a gun pointed in one direction, right? Uh, but for him to have to make all the hard decisions, 
he's definitely having difficulty with that. So it really kind of humanizes him. He's not, you know, uh, it, it definitely gives him uh, that he's not this perfect kind of character that can do just absolutely everything right. He's absolutely challenged with this and like inspiring other troops and giving orders and prioritizing. I love that they break it down to where Captain America's feel is that everything is priority. Everything is my number one. Everything is means lives will will eventually, you know, be uh, they'll, they'll be lost in in this struggle. But he has to find ways to prioritize, like which way will save the most lives. So those decisions really break his heart because he knows that he has to say, those guys are okay to die. I got to go with the more prioritized uh, way of keeping life. So it's most definitely a humanizing struggle for him here. And I love the way it's absolutely laid out. And then there's this bonus issue at the back, which some of them, a lot of times in these kind of epic legacy, you know, 100, 200, 300 issues of anything. It's kind of just a retelling or it's a reprinting. This is actually Mark Wade taking Jack Kirby art, but sort of, I guess, twisting the story. It's based on material from Stanley and Jack Kirby and Frank uh, Giacoa, but it's a standalone story uh, where Mark Wade is, he does the story. So I'd, I'd love to know more about this. There is a gigantic article in the back, maybe showing you how the culmination of this came together. But it is most definitely Kirby art, glorious, fantastic Kirby art. Uh, ten pages of it. It's written by Mark Wade. So maybe they found a way to sort of slice and dice uh, some other comic, if you will, of of Jack Kirby's and Stan Lee's, etc., and make this unique issue. And it's also colored by Matthew Wilson, who's one of the best in the business. So that has a unique and fresh and in kind of different feel. Then with Jack Kirby's art, I think it really kind of adds a just a unique, lovely touch. So don't skip it. Don't uh, get to the back matter and think, ah, eh, it's nothing. I'm going to move on. But um, man, there's moments of absolutely heartwarming nostalgia and true sort of feelings of sacrifice and a heroic thing that he does. I can't tell you. I don't want to spoil it. But, you know, and it just shows you the very heart of what Captain America is all about. This is one of the best Captain America comics I've ever read. It gave me the chills in a couple of, of panels. It gave me a little misty eyed. And again, the, the heart, American heart pumping full of nostalgia and uh, Rockwellian feel. Yes. And some of the just poised scenes of Captain America standing there. But um, it's wonderful. It's inspiring. It's uh, how comics should be made. It is uh, one of the best Captain America comic books I've read uh, in a long time. One of the best I've comic books I've ever read. It's just wonderful. And uh, I definitely recommend you get it. It's got a little higher price tag. It's like $5.99, but worth it. Buy Captain America issue number 700. Top pick of the week. Top artist. Top cover artist, folks. Triple threat. Get this. Get Captain America 700. You will not be disappointed. Trust me. Save it. Reread it. It's phenomenal. So there you go. That is the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 152. Let me lock the vault door. So there you have it. Those are my new comic book recommendations for this week. Those are the best, folks. For new comic book day, April 11th, please go to a local comic book shop and buy these immediately. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Oh, and before I go, before I wrap up, I got one last little bonus for you. Uh, so here we go. I'm going to give a free comic book out. So here we go. I've got a digital code for Captain America 700, the very comic book that's our number one of the week. So this is a little bonus. All you got to do is take this digital code down and go to marvel.com slash redeem to win this Captain America issue 700 for free digitally. It expires on April 1st, 2019. By the way, there are still some digital codes unclaimed in past Sunspots Comics podcasts that you can go and get. Some of them are expiring soon, so just go listen to the feed, get those codes, 
and download them. But you'll win this if you're the first one to download it. Just take this code down. Here you go. Listen carefully. F is in Frank, Y is in yellow, A is in Apple, V is in Victor, 0, P is in Paul, 6, C is in Charlie, 5, S is in Sam, I is in Indigo, 2. So there you go. Take that code. The first one to get it will win Captain America issue number 700. There's a little freebie, just a little thank you from me as a thank you from for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. We really appreciate it. But be the first one. Grab that code. Go to marvel.com slash redeem and you'll get Captain America 700 for free. So there you go. That is our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, next week, there's going to be, for issue number 152, there's going to, or 153, there's going to be 15 comic books that I'm reading uh, for April 18th, new comic book day. And there's two new number ones coming out, so I hope those are fantastic so that I can tell you about them. If you have any questions or comments, uh, or you want to give me your own comic book recommendation, please email me at chris at sunspotscomics.com. I will discuss it, and I will even give you a shout-out, and just for sending... Uh, an email, I will send you out a little comic book prize, a little thank you. And also, by the way, if you want to give back to the Sunspots Comics podcast, it's very simple. Go to popuptea.com, use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, get 25% off your order. They give us a few bucks for every time that promotional code is used. And also, if you want to take the extra step, go to iTunes, give us some positive words, just a, a couple, nothing crazy, and five stars, combine those two. Um, and it really helps the show out and gets more people to look at it, and we really appreciate it uh, if you would do that. And I will also, if you give me an iTunes review, I'll discuss it here in a podcast, give you a shout-out, and mail you a little fun comic book prize. I mailed out a bunch of them. You know who you are. I hope you enjoyed them. But there you go. Thank you so much for listening. Keep nerdy. Stay nerdy, folks. Uh, Go spend some time with the ones you love, and then go read some comics, or do them together. Worlds collide. It's fun stuff. But stay nerdy, my friends. Be like water. See you next week. Bye-bye. Comics now.